Hello and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local River Production. Now here are your hosts, Nick and Bill. When you say alright, it makes me feel alright. Hit the button. Okay, I hit the button, Nick. Nick, welcome. Welcome. Nick, uh, I don't want to waste any time. Uh, yeah. Nick, we have a guest on the show. Yeah. Our first guest. Our, our first guest. Hopefully not our last. Uh, everybody, uh, we present to you uh, Pillow Talk listener, Jeremy. Hello, hello. It is very much an honor to be on the Pillow Talk podcast today. I'm, I'm very humbled here. Not that I haven't been, uh, you know angling for this guest spot for quite some time via Facebook Messenger and whatnot. Yeah, so. see, we do eventually crumble to, it, to demands. It took yep. us this long to get you on, and you've been wanting to be on? We should. Peer pressure, peer pressure. Peer pressure. Um, although, I, I do want to just put it out there that um, we don't just let anyone on the podcast. Oh. Uh, so, Jeremy, we do have a, a, a couple of questions uh, Nick, this is a, a surprise to you. A couple questions that we do need you to answer just to establish your bona fides. Oh, oh. man. There's a screening involved. I knew, I knew this felt like a job interview. When I was <laughs> There's an interview, right. yeah. It did. It did. Just, we, have to, we have to establish your nerd cred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so our first question, and Nick, uh, feel free to add any questions. I didn't discuss this with you ahead of time. No, much much like the questions our too? normal podcasts. Sure, if you like. Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the DC Cinematic Universe? Mm-hmm. Bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I'm That's going the... for brevity in that answer, but bad. <laughs> That's the correct I, I, answer. No, you know what? That it needs to have a that needs to have a caveat to it. Bad, with the exception of Wonder Woman, which I thought was actually a pretty oh, decent flick. Which I still haven't seen. Oh man, oh. you got to watch that. I do, about... but I'm trying to get my wife to watch it with me. What about the DC animated universe? No, have see, you ever not... watched any of that? You know, that, I, uh, I, I'm generally not a DC fan, so I, I don't go that deep uh, other than to, you know, see whatever my kids might be watching. My kids are sure. big fans of Teen Titans Go right now, so yeah. I can probably speak at length about that, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but bad was the correct answer. Yes, that's what we were looking for. We also would have accepted awful or trash fire. <laughs> or, or, or just total shit. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Also works. Yeah. Uh, question number two, Jeremy. Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Hmm. You know what? I am. Uh, I, I will probably alienate a number of people with this statement, but I'm going to go a little from column A and a little from column B. I don't necessarily differentiate between the two. I think there are depends on depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, but you know, you hear that? Yeah, I, I got the peanut gallery. In my, my my wife's telling me that uh, that Star Wars is uh, is the way to go, so. and is the only answer. It sounds like. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had to equivocate on that one. Sorry. Uh, okay. So we, I would have accepted either, by the way. Yes. 
Okay. I don't know that there's a wrong one. Uh, no. A question number three is, which is the best Marvel Chris? Pratt? <laughs> Helmsworth? Or Evans? There's, there are all kinds of players that could get me in trouble when answering this question, so I'm a little bit frightened. You know what? Excellent. I, I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm gonna say that because of my uh, my Norwegian heritage and my love for all things uh, Norse mythology, that I'll go with Chris Helmsworth just because I really really like Thor. So <laughs> okay, Chris Evans is mine. Because Chris Evans is in not another teen movie where he has the whipped cream uh, <laughs> bikini. <laughs> That's. That... <laughs> I wonder if that's a scene that he would like to forget about. Uh, you know, I think I think it is. I actually on uh, on Imager uh, when the Civil War was coming out, I posted that picture and said uh, alternate Captain America costumes, and it got quite a <laughs> it got quite a response. <laughs> oh yes, it would. It would. Okay, we're we're nearing the end of the of the quiz. We just got two oh. more to go. Okay. Uh, question number four. Is Pluto a planet? Oh, uh, see, now you're going to the way back uh, with, with my first shout out on the Pillow Talk podcast. Yes, Pluto is a planet, and I don't care what a bunch of egghead astronomy PhDs tell me otherwise. <laughs> that is it's a the planet correct until they answer. pry it out of my cold, dead hand. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right, that's correct. Uh, final question. First of all, I just realized my pen is broken. That's going to be really annoying. Um, what is the best zombie weapon that you would use in a zombie apocalypse? What's your weapon of choice? Uh, my weapon of choice would require that I cut my hand off and melt a saw on the stump. So, <laughs> Okay. Perfect. Nick, uh, do you feel like he has established his bona fides? I do. Okay. I do. I feel like we can let you in now. Outstanding. I, 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 I'm, I'm allowed into the uh, Pillow Talk podcast inner sanctum now. You yes. are now uh, in any good interview form. Do you have any questions for us? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Just uh, let, let's, let's get going with this because there's all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Jeremy, now that you're in the club, Yep. Uh, you had originally, well, not originally, but recently said, hey, look, I want to be on the podcast because you had a really interesting topic you wanted to talk about. I do. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to get anywhere without being pummeled by all of the, you know, Twitter nonsense that floats around. And oh, with, yeah. With the advent of, uh, you know, James Gunn's firing by Disney. Oh. For, because, because apparently you're not allowed to make a bad joke 10 years ago and keep your job now. Thank uh, you. It's <laughs> lovely precedent that's being set for people. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, one of the my favorite aspects of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I, and I think it's the same for a lot of people, are the soundtracks. Yep. Mm -hmm. These are, are, are some of the, the best recognized soundtracks that are out there. Um, you know, platinum selling, gold selling. I mean, this is it, any soundtrack that gets my five-year-old kid actively asking to listen to the Sweet and Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> uh, you know, opposed, <laughs> above all else, there's nothing wrong with that. For me, it but was Parliament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that's my that's my eight-year-old. He wants to listen to Flashlight all the time. Nice. So. <laughs> but uh, you know, I got to thinking about it uh, the other day, and I thought, okay, well, you know, there's certainly the writing aspect of it because I think Guns sounds like he had most of the script flushed out before <laughs> he was let go. But then the more I got to thinking about it, I was like, well, what happens to the Awesome Mix Volume Three, mm -hmm. right? Like th those are such a huge part of the experience of going through that particular film series, and now you're putting that fairly hefty responsibility in the hands of who knows. 
So it that was be determined. my idea for a discussion point was just to, to, you know, get your thoughts and chat a little bit about that because I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I mean, I've enjoyed those soundtracks a lot, and I don't know what we're going to get when Volume 3 rolls around, if anything. So, Well, I think, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to have to do something. You know, you can't just have Awesome Mix Volume 1, Awesome Mix Volume 2, and then have mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 come around and then just do nothing. Right. Um, but I, I kind of thought about this a, a little bit, and I thought, man, who, who in the world could you even task with with trying to so i mean it sounds like sounds like disney has no intention of rehiring james gunn i mean nope. it sounds like that's completely off the table at this point which is a shame oh, oh i i agree i think it, bad, bad jokes from a decade ago uh, notwithstanding i think it's a mistake mm-hmm. um one person's name though to me rose to the top I want to see if you have the same name that I do. I'm I'm imagining that we do. Uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, no. I went a completely different direction. Did you really? I, I, I can see that one, too. Yeah. So so the director of Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. uh, the probably the other than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, the funniest Marvel movie, yes. in yeah, my yeah, opinion, I the I actually, only choice. From, from a pure humor standpoint, I would put that above the Guardians movies. I actually think it's the funniest movie in the, the MCU. Okay, I can see that. Also, I love the fact of his uh, liberal use of Immigrant Song in the Ragnarok trailer. Yes, so uh, my, my only problem with his bona fides from a soundtrack perspective, and I have, I, I've tortured myself with this, is that I love the use of that song. I think it's a great song. Perfect, you know, because it's, it's got all the Norse mythology built into the lyrics and everything like that, but what bothers me about it is in the movie... He went to the well twice with that song. Okay. Oh yeah. And I, I I've struggled with trying to decide which one of those two scenes I feel is more appropriate, and I think they both are. But there's just something about that where to me it lost a little bit of its gravitas when you know you it, it kind of like um, I'll, I'm going to pull in the kids movies here. If you've ever seen uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Part Two, mm-hmm. I missed a, that one. So there's a there's a joke, you know, back, background story, spoiler alert, that there's a bunch of animals that are, nice that are made of food, and mm-hmm. um, is that sausage point, party? No, <laughs> that's something else. Something yeah, else. That's something okay. different. I'm sorry, right. I'm just trying to keep up. There's a, there's a joke where it, like it's like James Conn's character or something. They're they're floating around in a boat off the island, and he's you know he's like, oh, there's a leak in the boat, and yep. it's like an actual leak with a face that kind of screams when he says it. <laughs> and literally every, everybody, because I went and saw it in the, the theater with my kids, everybody's laughing out loud. And then sure <laughs> enough, like 40 minutes later, they make the same joke. And it oh. is incredibly not funny the second time. And that's what I felt like when I heard the second round of Immigrant Song in Thor Ragnarok. I was like, oh, man, you, you had me with the first one, and now you kind of lost me. And you bit. couldn't have found mm-hmm. something else to work. Yeah, so that that's my only. Uh, I, I think he did a. Uh, Watiti did a great job with that, but that's my only consideration specific to the realm of the soundtracks. Yeah, and I could see that. I also did. I mean, I also saw that he used that. I guess in a sizzle reel he created for Marvel when pitching the movie. So maybe he's a little bit of a one-trick pony. Although I did just recently watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and that was fantastic. 
I have not seen that. Oh, it's him Is and Jemaine Clement, vampire? the vampire movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it was very funny. There's a joke about a sandwich that uh, is, is pretty great. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll have to put that on my watch list. Yeah, my wife didn't watch it, but I think you guys will like it. Nice. At least you too. I don't know about the rest of the people listening. My mother, not she won't like it at all, so don't watch it. No? No, not at all. Well, the the very fact that you guys took the time to do a uh, podcast episode about Big Trouble, your movie bona fides are good with me. So, <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. Because the only three yeah. people who like that movie might yeah, be I'm pretty in sure. this conversation right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a guilty as charged. Movie. It is. <laughs> so, Gator so fans. yeah. In, in terms of of my my thoughts, and it's funny because I um I'll I'll, I'll give the the disclaimer here that the guy who just graduated with a master's in history is now relying on Wikipedia for his sources. Oh, so no. you can take this for what it's worth. I'll, Listener I'll Clay B would hate you for that right now. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll at least uh, give that disclaimer at the beginning. But I found it funny that the person that I had in mind to take over for Guardians with the be- not only the best creative aspect but also the soundtrack part of it actually – apparently talked to James Gunn about the Awesome Mix Volume 2, and that is Edgar Wright. Okay. Edgar Wright was involved in the MCU with Ant-Man before he he pulled out. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Baby Driver. I have, but I want to. You know, I have. um, I watched the first scene of Baby Driver. Uh, it's, It's on my very, very short list to watch. So when you watch it, and I highly recommend it. Even I'm not a big car chase movie guy, but I thought it was fantastic. But that movie actually trumped the, both the Guardians movies when it comes to having a soundtrack that is woven into the very fiber of that film. Well, I mean, because it's instrumental. At, at one point, you're like, there's a, a you know a running gun, kind of like in Heat, like there's a running uh, gun battle, and the kick drums in the song that he's playing are timed. To the oh yeah, that are getting shut. You know, oh. it, it's ridiculous. But that that soundtrack, which is a, a double disc CD, and it's totally worth the purchase if you get it. Um, but apparently, Edgar Wright talked to James Gunn to make sure that they were aligned and there wasn't overlap between those two soundtracks. Really? Well, at least if Wikipedia is not uh, <laughs> not not leading me astray. Uh, you know, though, when you, <laughs> Wikipedia is usually pretty decent on on that yeah, kind of stuff. I, I, I trust it for something like this, but uh, and it was, that, that citation was footnoted, believe it or not. Um, but I, I kind of feel like he would be he would be a good candidate to do that, given all of those things. That's an interesting idea. Now, do you think though that with his experience with the constant issues that he had with Ant Man, you think he'd go back? See, that's a good question, and I don't know all the details. I mean, I don't know whether it was like a mutually, you know, we just decided to part ways kind of thing or creative differences or whatever. I don't know how badly he butted heads with somebody at Disney or Marvel or whoever it was. So You know, I want to say, and oh, I'm, I'm trying to pull some old memory here. I want to say that he'd gotten to the point where he had a script kind of written and he and Marvel just could not see eye to eye on it. And he just kind of threw his hands up and walked away. Um, I think I remember that going that way as well. And I think the only thing that concerns me is if, you know, if Gunn wrote the script for guardians three, which he has, and Marvel wants to stick to that script, writes a guy who doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to walk in without any kind of creative control over the film and say, here's somebody else's script. Go make this movie. 
Right. So it's probably a wish list thing more than anything else. But I do think that all things considered, he'd probably be the best. He'd be the best candidate for me to take over for James Gunn because Disney's going to continue to be stupid and not hire him back. <laughs> well, and you know, with that said, you know, one of the things with uh, with with Taika Waititi is that. You know, a lot of his stuff is very improvised, and I just wonder if Marvel could get behind that with all of the issues that Lucasfilm had with uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord with Solo. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, is Marvel going to go and say, oh, we understand you had all these problems, Lucasfilm, but we're not going to, it's not going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and have you guys, did you guys read, I think it was, I think I read it today or yesterday about, um, Batista um, saying that if they don't use Gunn's script, that he's going to walk. I did see that from the movie. That so I, I didn't see that, but it doesn't surprise me. They, yeah. they, that, the whole cast came out with some pretty solid, you know, backing yeah. of Gunn through the the open letter and everything. Oh yeah, and and Batista has been pretty vocal about it. I mean, saying you know, look, you need to hire him back, and you know he's. You know, basically, you know, as much a part of this as we are, and, mm-hmm. and I think know. that's all true. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, and and today, today or yesterday, him coming out saying, you know, look, if they don't use that script, I'm done. Yeah, is is pretty. I mean, the, the ripple effects are pretty crazy. Well, it's, it's interesting because Gunn has this little fiefdom within the MCU that nobody else has. I mean, yeah. he and Joe Russo have directed several of the movies, but like they don't, they didn't do all the Captain America movies. They didn't do all the Avengers movies. They're kind of spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas this this little corner of the MCU kind of belongs to James Gunn. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a much tougher thing to replace that vibe with somebody off the street. Yeah, it's well, not going to be the same. And, you know, I think one of the other things, too, was, you know, from some of the stuff I was reading, it sounds like the Russos went to James Gunn when they were working on Infinity War and whatever the new movie is going to be. It sounded like they were kind of grooming James Gunn to kind of take on that Jon Favreau role with Phase 3, I guess it would be, going forward. And now Mm -hmm. that's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just ridiculous that something that long ago can affect you and pretty obviously humorous or well at least intended to be taken sarcastically yeah Yeah, Yeah. exactly it's i i thought it was it was interesting and i'm i'm not a i'm not big into twitter so most of what i get is stuff that's reported elsewhere like i don't Mm -hmm. i i I basically use twitter to follow sports feeds so you don't want to uh throw your (laughs) throw your twitter handle out there right now if if you ever need a reason not to tweet any anything just follow what's currently happening in the world right now that's a reason to stay off of it but yep. but it's um it, it's it, it's interesting we kind of you know you you look at i think it was Sean Gunn's response to the firing and he sent this this series of of tweets out there kind of explaining the situation with his brother and it was i thought it was very telling this idea that you know even his family thought those attempts at humor were really, really bad and really sure. unnecessarily provocative. And I can go back and look at I, I I think they're they're just bad humor. I mean it, it's sure, not it's just funny. a bad attempt at a joke. Right. And it's it's you know, he's he's self aware enough to go back and say, you know, this was the way I approached comedy was attempting to get the shock value and everything like that. But I've grown, I've developed as a person. That's not 
that was what I did in the past. That's not what I am now. And I think it sets a really bad precedent to, to make changes like this. And I'm not just saying this as a fan of the movies, but if we're not allowed to make mistakes because everything is public now and somebody's going to dig it up, then the you know the, mm -hmm. the list of the list of decent people who can hold on to work, I guess, is going to get short really fast. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, Chicago Cubs pitcher John Lester had an interesting tweet kind of right after all this stuff was going down. There's some stuff out there with some other pitchers in the major leagues where he just basically said, look, everybody take five minutes and go clean up your Twitter history. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, and, and the same thing's happening in the wrestling community. I mean, there was just an article the other day about two uh, wrestlers, uh, prominent wrestlers in WWE, who had to apologize for tweets that they said they put out in like 2008. <laughs> yeah. Because of poor attempts at humor. And it's just, yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect. Like How many bad jokes podcast, have we made on this podcast? Exactly on this right. podcast, <laughs> I once had a joke that I asked if the black jelly beans had to be separate on another shelf from the other jelly beans. <laughs> Boo. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's poor humor. Yeah. I once asked Bill if he thought that Chewbacca had a human penis or one of the dog ones. That's still <laughs> funny though. These these gentlemen are the deep questions of our time. <laughs> I mean I'm just Yeah, I mean, I'm still going with dog, by the way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. One of the ones that when he sits down it goes inside him. Oh, heck. You're going to scare away Jeremy. Uh, otherwise, that'd, that'd make things a little awkward for any cast members. You know, like, it, it I'm going to think twice. I'm going to think twice now for any behind the scenes pictures of, like, Carrie Fisher <laughs> sitting on Peter Mayhew's lap or anything. Exactly right. Exactly. It's going to really or make if, me nervous now. Or if he's really, like, just kind of getting casual on a chair, got his legs spread out, and you're like, yeah, oh. Leg up. Ooh. <laughs> it's like the. Uh, what is it? Like the uh, the Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct. That's exactly right. Okay. Yes. Oh, that, that's a mental image that now is never going to go away. So thank it you. Can. Thomas, I appreciate that. You're welcome. There's two, there, there's two mental images that you can never get rid of once you hear once you hear them. One is that, and the other one is the expressionless. And oh, <laughs> the expressionless. Yeah. Thanks for that, Nick. Yeah. I'll share that on the Pillow Talk podcast Facebook for everyone so you can know it. There you go. Yeah, it creeps up into your nightmares for no reason to. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, it's it, it's hard, you know, to, to come back to the the soundtracks and stuff. It's yeah. hard. I, I'm just sitting here, kind of, you know, looking at the track list and everything like that. And it's it's weird. You know, one of the things that stood out to me about the second one, especially, I, I think it was the probably the second time I watched the film mm -hmm. was, you know, you're sitting there, you get to this scene where uh, you want to get into James Gunn's head when he's going through trying to figure out which songs match up with which moments in the movie, because like, okay, yeah. well, what I've got here is I've got a scene where a mutant cybernetic raccoon is on an alien planet murdering people. What song am I going to put to this? Well, obviously it's Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. <laughs> and you say that and, and people would look at you like you're insane, but then you go back and you watch it and you listen to it and... Yes, that that's the perfect song for this moment. Yep. And it, it, it takes a certain level of of musical and creative outside of the boxness to be able to get there. And that's what I love about those those soundtracks. It's not just that they're fun to listen to when you throw them in the CD player or on your iPod or whatever. I'm kind of dating myself. By not your Zune. iPods, but yeah, not my Zune. Oh, I'll, and I'll get to that, too. I got another item related to the Zune. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's just they hold up no matter what. And it, it's... 
you don't too often nowadays see movies that really integrate the soundtrack the way that these do. So I hope no. that you know whatever decision Disney makes and and whatever creative talent they bring in is able to keep it going because it'd be a shame to you know to end up with two out of three on this. Although, you know, if, if, uh, here's my my Zune bit is that the first two soundtracks they're based on mixtapes, right? Like mm-hmm. cassette mixtapes. Well. The third one presumably would be around what he has, what what Quill has now, which is a 300 song, MP, you know, MP3 player. MP3 player, sure. How do you how do you distill whatever's on there? Because that, that's the other thing, you, you got the full end to end mixtape experience with these. Mm-hmm. By definition, you're not going to be able to have that with the next one unless it's you know a box set or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. which would be kind of cool, and I would buy it, but. <laughs> of course you would. Oh, yeah, no. I think, you know, I think that they have now, since the first mixtape, um, you know, they put so much, like, effort and uh, so much, um, like, behind the mu- Like, the music is, like, s- as big as the movie is. I don't think that they can get away from, you know, doing another, right? you know, an- another great soundtrack. I mean, they have to. It's expected. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like I can't even think of something to say right now. Um, well, but, you know, it's expected. Yeah, and and my it's question, the Marvel Universe now. My question for the two of you is, you know, Jeremy, you talked about how you know some of the songs were put in situations where you wouldn't think that they would belong. How much of that do you think was James Gunn's weird, twisted kind of sense of humor? showing itself in the soundtrack in ways that it showed itself in tweets from 10 years ago. I mean, just bringing that whole thing full circle, it's the same, in my opinion, it's the same type of sense of humor that made really bad jokes that probably led to some of the success that Guardians of the Galaxy's had now that he's had a chance to kind of refine it a little bit and and make it work for good instead of evil. Definitely. And I I think when you go back to it, you know, yeah, that, that whole shock value, I mean... Most for any anybody who's old enough listening to the podcast, I mean anybody who lived through Andrew Dice Clay, this shouldn't really be a big thing. There's been plenty of comics Little who've Miss done Muffet. really trashy humor, and, and I don't know why this is all of a sudden a revelation that some people make really really off color jokes, and some people find them funny and some don't. But regardless, even if he can look back at those tweets and those jokes and say, yeah, this is what I was at the time. This was the approach I took to humor. I've evolved, I've grown in my, you know, refinement today. It's still part of that growth process. So yeah, I would say that, you know, there are going to be elements of that humor even if it's not coming out in the same form that it was. It's it's driving to a certain level the decisions that he makes and the scripts that he writes and the songs that he chooses for his films. So I don't think you can necessarily escape it. It's not like, oh, I had this and it's been completely shut away and erased. No, this is in the past, you know, like everybody can. Mm-hmm. You make dumb mistakes when you're in college or when you're young or something like that. You can't erase them, but you deal with them and move past them and you learn from them. And I think that's probably what he did. And I I, yeah. I agree. I mean, to have a, a song like, um, what is it, uh, come a little bit closer when uh, when Yondu gets the new fin and starts shooting up the ship, you know, and like people being butchered left and right with that arrow. And it's like you've got this old 50s you know, mm-hmm. kind of vibe going on. Yeah, I mean, there's not many people, I think, who are going to make the connection between those <laughs> things. And, and, and what I love about it is 
these are all old songs. I mean, there there was ample opportunity for them to take these soundtracks and say, okay, how can we make a ton of money by taking stuff that's top forty now mm -hmm. and putting it on a soundtrack? And I mean, you got you've got deep, deep cuts mm -hmm. from bands from the '60s and '70s that a lot of people, even even music people, haven't heard of. Right. Mm -hmm. So. And, and you know, for, to do that on the first album and have it go platinum, and on the second album and have it go gold, that's a that's an accomplishment. I mean, I remember when when we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, Bill Bill and I, and the next day at work, uh, <laughs> we were listening to the to the mixtape. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, and and it was the first soundtrack I'd bought in in a long time, and. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, like you said, it's just something special about it. Yeah. I, I had an interesting experience with the second one because I, I didn't listen to the first soundtrack until after I saw the first film. Mm -hmm. And it was, Guardians 1 was interesting because it was one of those where, to me, I, I'm not a, I'm much more into the MCU. I was never huge into the comic book. So mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't get kind of complicated by a lot of the comic book backstory because you know I, I kind of exist within the realm of the films yeah but even that one to me when it first came out was like oh this is like a lot of people felt like this this is marvel's bridge too far this is going to be the first yep. flop they're pulling this and you yep. know people are not going to be into this so i kind of held off a long time until a co-worker of mine uh had seen it and she's not even really into comic books and she was like you have to see this movie it is <laughs> it, it you know it is objectively a good movie it's really fun to watch it's really funny it's well written she said well written i was like all right if it's well written that's my litmus test so i'll go wait a second are you sure it. so <laughs> i uh i i you know got it and then it wasn't until i started listening to the music while i saw the film the first time that was like all right i have to go get the soundtrack because it's good yep the second one you know, you have that that build up to, to what the soundtrack is, and I remember when they they actually had the track list release, yep. and it was like the picture of Groot dressed up like John Cusack from Say Anything with the the mm -hmm. mixtape held above his head, which was amazing. And <laughs> so I went, you know, the day it came out, I, I got uh, got Guardians Volume Two soundtrack, listened to it, and and I have to admit, the first time I listened to it, so I'm like, okay, this is good, it's pretty cool. And then you then I went and saw the the film. And everything took on a completely different meaning once I was able to put the songs in the appropriate context. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a very different experience with both soundtracks. Definitely. See, and I did the same thing, Jeremy, where I listened to, saw the first movie, wasn't even aware that there was a soundtrack. Yeah. You know, Nick and I bought it kind of the next day. Uh, with the second movie, I bought the soundtrack ahead of time. It kind of, kind of was like, what? What is, what is all this stuff? And how's this going to work? Um, now, Nick, you had a different experience though, because you uh, didn't. Yeah. I didn't listen to the to the second soundtrack before I saw the movie because I kind of was like, I want to absorb all this at, at one time because you know I, the the first the first soundtrack was uh, I saw it as you know such a part of the movie after yeah. you know after watching it that I was like I don't want to spoil I didn't want to spoil the music which was weird like how do you not want to spoil the soundtrack to a movie but. I took it as just as much spoilers of, you know, like uh, watching the trailers and stuff like that, you know, avoiding it at all costs of what was in, the, you know, what the music was. 
Um, See, that comment now has me legitimately questioning my decision-making ability, thinking I really should have done that, too. <laughs> well, it's, we, it, it was weird. Every now and then, I, Nick makes sense. Yeah, I never <laughs> I never had that feeling. But, yeah, Bill was like, oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing came out. And I, the soundtrack came out, and I was like, I don't want to listen to it. I want to I, – I, I, I feel like it spoiled the movie. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, and he has a point. It's the, it's the equivalent of uh, – of, well, Bill, Bill had to deal with this with me when uh, – when the Dark Tower came out, I went and bought the bought the Blu-ray on Black Friday, and I was like, "Okay, I'm only halfway through the series. Can I watch this yet?" Or not? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's not any good." <laughs> Sad face. Yes. Not that it, there were there were redeeming qualities of the movie. Don't get me wrong. But it's funny that something as simple as music to a film. Like if you told me like back when I was a kid and the mission impossible soundtrack was what I bought because I like loved the mission impossible song that this was going to be as like the music at some point of a movie was going to be as much of a like aspect of the movie as the actual film itself. I wouldn't have believed you. I, you know, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, and I'm hoping that this trend between these two and then, you know, I mentioned Baby Driver uh, with Edgar Wright's soundtrack, that I'd like to see this start to kind of build back this resurgence of actually blending the music, making making the music and the story seamless rather than trying to wedge in popular songs to try and fit the, the story that exists in the movie. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see more of. I really do. I mean, we saw it with, like you said, in Baby Driver, um, in the trailer for The Punisher. You remember that? With the oh, I haven't seen that. The trailer for for The Punisher on Netflix had uh, oh, what was the song? Wasn't it Metallica? Yeah, it was Enter Sandman. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, because it yeah. was, they had the bullets going to the to Lars drums. It was, yeah. And it was the bullets going at the same. Yeah, it was cool. The bullets were going. The reloads. The cocking mm-hmm. of the guns. Oh, uh, it was all in sync. And it's yeah. I mean, oh no, that wasn't Enter Sandman. That was um. Oh jeez. No, it wasn't. It was um. Darkness imprisoning me. All that oh, I see. One. Yeah, one. Yeah, Thank that's you. What it oh was. my gosh. But yeah, it was. Um, you need yeah. to go vote up on your Metallica bill. <laughs> I need to apparently like sleep. <laughs> it was um yeah, but that I mean yeah, it's, we've just hit this great time in music for films. Like I mean, it was I almost like, like the all... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rap and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. That's right. Secret of the Ooze. Exactly like that. Yeah, with Scott with uh, Kevin Nash as uh, it's Shredder. It's Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. It's we've hit this great time in for music and films and music in general. I feel like um, being like more, if you look in the right spots, more artistic and more meaningful than just, you know, we've kind of come full circle rather than just like, you know, putting stuff out there for profit. People are, if you look in the right spots, putting okay, more I'm just have to stop you right there. Uh, okay, like who? Uh, so, uh, like, uh, say Adele, I'm going to drive. To flushing no, and beat no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you look in the right spots, you know, like I'm, I listen to vastly different music than what's like just mass produced and blah out there. But like, so what you're saying is that there's still that, but you can find good music being made even today. Yeah, and 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 music with a purpose that would fit a wider, you know, uh, wider aspect. All right, I got you. 
I would I'd, I'd agree with that, and I think that you know I'm I'm generally not a a, a big fan of a lot of the evils of uh, you know social media and internet connectivity and all the other stuff. You know, that you, mm-hmm. I you struggle with it a little bit, but I do think that it's kind of evolved to the point where the ability for artists to get their music out there without being reliant upon recording contracts with like a handful of these huge, you know, huge record companies and all the money that's involved in that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of like a resurgence of, you know, mixtape culture in that mm-hmm. from, yep. from the seventies and eighties where you, you get bands like Metallica is a good example. You know, there, it's a band that got big by people trading their, their demo tapes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hand to hand. And I think it's, it's a different format now, but it's much easier to get your, music out there now for an audience and to get it to go viral through things like social media. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, it, it's not, you're not completely oversaturated by the nonsense that's out there. And also, I mean, I'm probably one of the only people in the world that still buys CDs. I buy Blu-rays too, because I'm convinced that when the cloud goes down, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> yep. going to have my hard copies still while everybody else who bought all their stuff on iTunes is going to be lost. Yep. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's easier to get your hands on good stuff and you don't have all of this stuff about, you know, how many discs have been sold. I, I, yeah. uh, going back to guardians, I, I read an interesting stat that the, uh, the guardians volume two soundtrack was actually the number one selling cassette tape in the U S in 2017. <laughs> really? Do you know how many copies it sold? On cassette, if it sold more than ten, I'd be surprised. Uh, to get to get the number one, uh, the number one slot, it sold nineteen thousand cassette copies. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. There's nineteen thousand cassette players out there that work. One of, one of one of them is collecting dust under the workbench in my garage right now, but I don't even know it still works. So. <laughs> Did you buy it on cassette? No, I I wouldn't okay. even know where to go look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't go to Sam Goody. <laughs> Again, if I were looking for a Sam Goody, I wouldn't know where to look. So, things things that our children will never understand. <laughs> yeah, the difference between Music Land and Sam Goody. Exactly. I do so, want to record music on cassette, though. That's one thing I always have wanted to do. Is record music on a cassette? Yeah. I mean, I do it digitally, but that's boring like i want to do it on cassette like just for the sake of saying i did it i'm gonna have to yeah, get why not? that was that was always one of the fun things right like you you get the blank tape yeah you put it in there and then you you'd call in and request the, yep. the brand single mm-hmm. that you wanted to hear and then you'd get livid because the the announcer would come on like 20 seconds before the end of the song and you got a, you got all the song but then you got like 20 seconds worth of the dj talking over the yeah. end of it and you're oh. they talk over the intro yeah. Like shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but then he's then you're, you're mad about it but then you still take the tape and listen to it till it wears out anyway because you don't yep. want to wait for the for the uh for the tape or the CD to come out. So Yep. Yep. Ah, uh, the good old days. Good stuff. Those were the days. <sighs> we're old. Is this where you put the uh the wistful music playing in the background during the <laughs> Yep. The lull in the yeah. In if the I had some royalty-free blissful music, I would totally put it in there. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, yes. Uh, well, one, uh, I don't want to let Jeremy go just yet, but I also don't want to clobber on him uh, from from making any other points. So, um, anything you'd like to add, Mister Bolt? 
No, I, I think I'm good. I've, uh, you know, I, I've been steeping on a lot of this stuff. So you guys have been my uh, my therapy and my catharsis <gasps> to get all of my frustration about the awesome mix out <laughs> out there for posterity. So I'm, and for I'm the good. world, yeah, it is for the world, not just for posterity. I mean, for everyone. We have, I mean, from Korea to yeah, Frankenmuth. I mean, people everywhere. Yeah, they're all over. I'm trying not to think about that part of it because if I just think I'm talking to you, then I won't get nervous. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get nervous. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 don't get nervous. No. <laughs> yes, but that's it, I. We're just two, three people. Two, three people having a conversation. Yep, that's it. Um, Bill, Bill, Bill knows me well enough to know that there's no way I'm going to be nervous in this conversation. So yeah, no, 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 no. No, and in fact, playing to your strengths, um, one of the things, uh, Nick, that I've wanted to do for quite a while is I've wanted to play a game. Yeah. But it's just you and me, and so it's a really dumb game. Yeah, it's like when so, I interviewed you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Jeremy, just wondering, would you mind playing a game with us? Oh, of course. Well, that's a yes. serial killer. <laughs> yes. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> um, so a long time ago, uh, we had a listener suggest that we play uh, a game of uh, oh. NFL player or Harry Potter character. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't think that worked with the theme of what we were doing today. So um, I thought we could play NFL player or Marvel character. Okay. Ooh, I like this game. Okay. I, will, I will stand up for this game. Okay, so um, so what I have is I have a list of names, and um, we'll go through it, and it's randomized, and so there's no way to know who's in what order. Um, and what I'll do is I'll read you the name, and then you'll have to tell me whether it's a Marvel character or an NFL player. Um, if you get it wrong, the other place in, or the person can steal the point. How about that? Nick is, Nick is in. Uh, Nick, me. would you... Uh, would you like to let our guests go first, or would you like yep. to be selfish and go first? Nope. Go for it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the first two hopefully should be fairly easy. I just wanted to get you guys started with um, started with it with an easy one, kind of get the get the juices going. You're okay. terribly okay. underestimating my <laughs> NFL knowledge. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay. So, uh, Jeremy, we're going to start with, with you. Uh, okay. Aaron Rodgers. NFL player. Okay. So that's a point for Jeremy. Uh, Nick, Steve Rogers. <laughs> Marvel character. Okay. All right. So you both get a point. <laughs> well, I have to get a different pen. I'll be right back. You just keep laughing. <laughs> that's, I hope that's how this goes the entire time. That's, that's, that's very well done. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. My pen died a couple times. No. All right, so so now we'll now we'll play for real here. Uh, Jeremy Emmanuel Ellerby, Marvel character. Uh, that is incorrect. I guess you can't steal it though, because there's only one <laughs> other option. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that steel thing. Yeah, that steel thing. Wrap. He is a linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, can we get extra points if we can name their position or their team? Uh, sure. Why not? Or are some of them fairly easy? They have some are fairly easy. Let's not do that. That's stupid. Okay, never mind. Okay. okay. Uh, Nick Vincent Taylor, NFL character, or uh, NFL. <laughs> yeah. Also whatever. an NFL character. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna make. Was was it? 
Who just made a sound? That was me. I ding. Uh-oh. I accidentally dinged my my table. Oh, that's all right. Okay, uh, two to one. Okay, uh, Jeremy Nick Perry. Uh, that is actually somebody I graduated elementary school with, but I don't think that's germane to the conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> no extra points for that. No extra points for that. Um, NFL player. That is correct. He is a linebacker for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Boo. Exactly. That's the, Nick? That's the second Packer name I've heard here. <laughs> yeah. I, the, my, I didn't look at the teams when I was picking the names. Uh, Nick Jack Murdoch. Marvel character. Marvel character. He is the father of Matt Murdoch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Fabian Cortez. That is an NFL player. <laughs> that is actually a Marvel character. Oh. Wait, who, wait, who is he? <laughs> he is an enemy of the X-Men. Because I would have thought that was an NFL player. <laughs> I couldn't. I know. I read that and I was like, oh, that sounds like an NFL player to me. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh, Nick, you're up next. Ted Forrester. Oh, that's a generic name. Well, yeah, it can't be too easy. Um, I'm completely guessing NFL player. That is incorrect. Oh, Ted Forrester is a character from a Marvel comic, Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. The hell kind of comic is that? I don't know. That's digging deep. Well, again, it's my game, my rules. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, all right, Jeremy, let's go with uh, Donald Blake. Oh, that's a Marvel character. That is a Marvel character. Do you know who Marvel Blake is, Nick? Uh, or Donald Blake? I can't even think of who it is. No. He was a host for Thor, created by Odin. Oh. Interesting. It's actually kind of fitting that Jeremy got the Thor question. Yeah. 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 He also, uh, he, he got, that was the, uh, the alter ego that's... Uh, um, what's his name uh, in the in the first Thor movie when Selvig broke him out of captivity? Uh, that was it, they told they had the fake ID and they, he told uh, Coulson that his name was Doctor Donald Blake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. Hmm? Look I, at I know, that, I know that Easter that, egg. I, I don't know the details for the comics. I know it's a little different in the comics, but that's that's why the name rings a bell. He was a doctor, uh, and basically Odin wanted to teach Thor because I did a little research uh, earlier. Odin wanted to teach Thor um, like some compassion and how to get through the hard times, and so he put Thor in Donald Blake. But right. then Donald Blake got his own. It's fine, whatever. Digging deep there, uh, Nicholas. Miles Jack. What was that? Miles Jack. Marvel character? Wrong. Dang it. He's a linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, well, he doesn't matter. It's the Jaguars. (laughs) Even people who live in Jacksonville wouldn't have got that question right. (laughs) It's probably true. (laughs) Probably true. Uh, All right, Jeremy, you're up next. Uh, Ezekiel Stain. And that's Stain, S-T-A-N-E. Okay. I'm going to go, given the last name, I will go Marvel character. Oh, very nice. That okay. is correct. He Ezekiel is an Stain enemy of so- Iron Man. The Ezekiel I, I, Stain sounds like something that would be on the Shroud of Turn. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh boy. I'm just saying. Um, all right, uh, Nick Robert Foster. Well, you're getting all the generic names, aren't you? No, this is, I feel like he loaded me up at first, oh, making me think man. I was going to be okay. Well, they weren't uh, all going to be Aaron Rodgers and Steve Rodgers. Come on. <laughs> Robert uh, Foster. I'm going to say Marvel character, but I feel like it's an NFL character. It is an NFL player. He is a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Dang it. Uh, let's see here. I like the bonk, like when you do it wrong. That's nice. Yep. It's a good sound effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeremy. Gong. <laughs> gong. Uh, Christopher Azalea. Uh, I'll go with NFL player. That is correct. <laughs> and I feel like Billy Madison. That is correct. Um, he is a running back for the Balmer Ravens. Nice. Um, all right, Nick. Sam Young. <laughs> Come on, man. Again, they're randomized. I have no control over which ones you get. I'm just going with Marvel character again. <laughs> that is incorrect. Son of a bitch. He, he is a tackle for the Miami Dolphins. Don't, the only person I know who plays for the Miami Dolphins is Dan Marino. <laughs> He's not on the list. I think Tim Tebow was there, too. He plays baseball now. <laughs> Hitting home runs for Jesus. For the Mets. Uh, okay, Jeremy, uh, Spencer Smith. Now, that's S-M-Y-T-H-E. Okay, I will go NFL player. That is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> He's a Spider-Man villain. Okay. So, Nick? Yep. Andy Dalton. NFL player. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Thought you were tricking me there. <laughs> He's going to no. throw you a bone. The next one will be Walter Payton. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, let's see here. All right, Jeremy. Uh, Fred Warner. Fred Warner. That I believe that was an NFL player. That is correct. All right. Linebacker with the 49ers. Nicholas. Cole Madison. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it could go either way, doesn't it? It does. Why do I had a lot of fun putting this list together. Marvel, Marvel character. Wrong. Damn it. Oh. He is also a Packer, but he's a guard. Oh. That's I would have gone I would have gone with Marvel character on that one too. Yeah, see, I, again, I don't think that's a bad answer though. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy, Ralph Webb. Marvel character. <laughs> you would think that, but that's not correct. <laughs> who, who is he? He's a running back for the Patriots. I would have I would have totally guessed Webb. Oh yeah, with Webb? Yeah, that's why I picked it. <laughs> uh <laughs> okay, Nick, this one's yours. A Glover Quinn. Marvel character. <laughs> it's, no, that's Dang not it. right. No way. <laughs> He's a defensive back with the Lions of all teams. <laughs> I don't wow. pay attention to my team. <laughs> oh, this is as much fun as I thought it would be. All right, the uh, the score right now, by the way, Jeremy is uh, Jeremy has six and Nick has four. 
Got to make up some ground. All right. Next question is for Jeremy. Nico Minoru. NFL player. That is wrong. Ugh. It's actually a girl who's in Marvel Runaways. Outstanding. I don't know. Yeah. What? Isn't there a dinosaur in Runaways? I don't know. I don't watch it. Like a little, like a little dinosaur? I, again, still don't know. Um, Nick, Aaron Stack. Is he related to Robert Stack? Um, I don't believe so. It also could be pronounced A-A-Ron. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, nope, I'm sticking with Marvel. Marvel character. That is correct. It's a Marvel character. He's also known as Machine Man, apparently. Machine Man? Machine Man. Okay. Okay. The internet says name. it's true. That was, yep. that, was, that was a slow day in the character naming creativity department. <laughs> yeah. Look, Stanley and Jack Kirby, they, they're like, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man, Machine Man, Machine Spider-Man. Man. Uh, all right, Jeremy, the next one's yours. Franklin Richards. Uh, that is a Marvel character. That is a Marvel character. Nice work. He is the young son of Reed and Sue Richards. The most powerful oh, man actually, in the Marvel Universe. I actually had that backwards. I thought that was Reed Richards' father, but... Oh, well, hey, no matter how you got to it, you still got it right. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to yep, take, take the credit. Uh, Nick, Will Richardson. Football player. <laughs> he is a football player. Nice work. He is no, an no. offensive tackle with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stupid Jaguars. Stupid Jaguars. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy, you're up. Uh, Joshua Kane. That sounds to me like a Marvel character. That is a Marvel character. He is apparently a werewolf hunter. Jackson Kane, werewolf hunter. Joshua Kane. Whatever. <laughs> this Thursday on NBC. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nick Lenny Ballinger. Football player. Incorrect. No! <laughs> he is a Marvel character. He is actually the foreman of damage control, which I don't think that we talk enough about how awesome damage control is in the Marvel comics no. and why are they just sort of barely in the MCU. Don't they have their own comic book? No. Well, yeah, they do. They do like have their own comic shot? book. Nick, what's the weird guy in the mask behind you? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. But I, do hear, but I do hear a dog. Is it your dog? No. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see here. Uh, Jeremy, let's go with uh, Rick Jones. We'll go NFL player. Uh, that would be incorrect. Who's Rick Jones? <laughs> Rick Jones uh, briefly filled in as Bucky Barnes. Uh, he was a sidekick for many other characters. And uh, as fate would have it, was snapped <laughs> in Infinity War. Bummer. Yeah. That, that's rough. Don't worry, he came back. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Nick Josh Adams. Marvel character. That is incorrect. Dang it. He's a running back for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to win this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Marcus Stone. Uh, we'll say Marvel character. That is correct. Nice. He is actually with the NYPD in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that uh, makes it a Jeremy 9, Nick 6. Still trailing. Still trailing. Nick Gabe Jones. NFL player. Wrong. Dang it. <laughs> He's actually a Howling Commando. Oh. Interesting. So, yeah, we got that going for you. Wasn't that Sylvester Stallone's character's name in Cliffhanger? <laughs> I, I have no idea what made me think of that. But... Now I want to watch Cliffhanger. <laughs> Oh boy. Um let's see cliffhanger. Oh man. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I need a minute. Jeremy Kinsey Walden. NFL player. <laughs> no, that's not right. Okay. Uh, it's actually that another was, girl. <laughs> I was, I had, as soon as you started laughing, I had to be like, that's another girl, isn't it? Yeah, it's another girl. She's from the Secret Invasion arc. So, uh, that's, that's, that's the only girls. It's okay. Um, I think, uh, Nick Duke Dawson. Oh gosh. That sounds like a Marvel character. That is incorrect. Dang it. Oh, no way. <laughs> he is a cornerback with the new England Patriots. <laughs> this is a fantastic game, by the way. I can't believe <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we just good. needed a guest. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeremy Austin Adams. NFL player. NFL player, that's correct. He's a quarterback for the Buccaneers. Andrew and you Buccaneers. know, under your... Damn it. <laughs> I hate you. It's okay. Uh, just, just for you, I have another one for you. Nick, Zach Line. Marvel character. That is incorrect. Man. He's a running back for the New Orleans Saints, and he's actually from Oxford, Michigan. Ah. Nothing good ever came out of Oxford, Michigan. Uh, except poor Zach Line. No, I stand uh, by my statement. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Jeremy Vin Gonzalez. NFL player. That is incorrect. Mm. Uh, Vin Gonzalez is a member of the NYPD and apparently anti-Spider-Man. Wait, he, I, did, he, I, I didn't know I was going to be required to have in-depth knowledge of the NYPD's roster <laughs> from the Marvel comics before joining the podcast. So, so wait, he 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 is opposed to Spider-Man, or he is yes. a character called anti-Spider-Man? No, no, no. He is opposed. He believes Spider-Man is a villain. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I, I personally support the development of a character called Anti Spider Man. I would like to say, like, and they fight Anti Venom. Yeah. Could could oh, he like have like? Oh, hey, that's, yeah. that's well done. Yeah. Huzzah! 
Nice, yeah. nice work. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Anti-venom. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Nick, here's one that I hope you get. Danny Rand. Danny Rand? Mm-hmm. Marvel character? I got nothing. The question mark? Yeah. <sighs> he, yes, he's a Marvel character. He's the immortal Iron Fist. I haven't watched Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, well, if you did, you'd know that Danny Rand was the Iron Fist. <laughs> I heard that it was terrible. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't good, but it wasn't terrible. I heard it deserved the Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, here's a here's a layup for you. Ben Grimm. Oh, that's a Marvel character. Yeah, good work. He's the thing, Nick, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He uh he's played by that guy from uh from that show The Shield. Yes. Yeah. Michael Chiklis. That, yeah. That Chiklis. was actually the redeeming aspect of that those first two Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, actually, was him. That, yeah. I actually liked that casting. The rest of those movies were horrible, but I liked that casting. Uh yeah, Chris yeah. Evans as Johnny Storm wasn't awful. It wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't I feel... bad, but I like, I don't know. See, I, I judge, I, I kind of judge his presence in the comic book film zeitgeist against Captain America, so sure. it doesn't hold up. It's totally legit. I I feel, see, I feel bad for the Fantastic, because the Fantastic Four comics are pretty good. Like, I got into them for a while, but the movies have just been, just. They've dog. been quite bad. Yeah, they've been yeah. quite bad. Like, I don't quite that... understand how they they attempted that reboot and it failed so Ugh. badly. Ugh. Yeah, it was the reboot nobody asked for. Yeah, but like they could do if they did it right. I don't know. I just don't know what they could do at this point. No, you know what they can do? Disney owns it now. It'll be True. fine. True. It'll be fine. I still can't get over the fact that the guy from Nip Tuck was cast as Doctor Doom. Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. Ugh, that was bad. Okay. Uh, Nick, Albert Cleary. We're almost done with the list, by the way, guys. This doesn't go uh, on forever. NFL player. That is incorrect. Dang it. Really? He's actually the comptroller of damage control. <laughs> How come I get a... <laughs> he, got the, he got the NYPD questions. I got the damage control questions. Again. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeremy Joe Barksdale. Uh, we're going to go with Marvel character on that. That is incorrect. <sighs> He's another of offensive tackle. <laughs> He's with the Chargers, though. That, that sounds like an offensive tackle's name. Doesn't it? It really does, doesn't like it? Like, yeah. you're born and your parents fill out your birth certificate. Your name is Joe Barksdale. All right, well... Here's here's a couple of chicken breasts and a pair of shoulder pads. Go uh, go start bulking up a little bit, kiddo. Go out there, be somebody. <laughs> it's kind of like when we saddled mine with with George, and he was he's been an offensive lineman ever since. <laughs> oh, or defensive <laughs> lineman, but whatever. Um, let's see here. Uh, Nick Charles Clay. NFL. That is correct. He is a tight end with Buffalo. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Ken Ellis. 
I believe that is an NFL player. Uh, so I will accept that answer. <laughs> I would have also accepted the answer. The name that actually goes to both. I did, yeah. I knew. I would have also know. accepted Marvel character. <laughs> I knew he would find one name. That... Wow. <laughs> he is it. a he is a former Daily Bugle reporter and a cornerback with the Packers. A former wow. Daily Bugle reporter. Ah, <laughs> uh, you have no idea how excited I was to find Mr. Ken Ellis today. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> Uh, All right, Nick. Last one. You ready? Yep. Dexter Bennett. Marvel character. Marvel character. He was the former owner of the Daily Bugle. Oh, interesting. So, drum roll. (laughs) Jeremy wins 12 to 9. Nice. Congratulations. Dude, that was a super fun game. That's that's good. I like that. I thought that'd be fun. Way for us to market just, that. <laughs> I don't know how there is. I'm trying to I, I'm trying to visualize how much time Bill had to spend on Google putting all these names in to try and find <laughs> the one guy who existed in both worlds. A consider actually the um, it, I had to find a pretty uh, generic Marvel name, and I knew eventually I'd hit on an NFL name because I mean each of these NFL teams has 50 players. Oh sure. You know, so I found the Marvel name first and then found the NFL name. Gotcha. Going the other way would have just been ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Who's got that kind of time? (laughs) Yeah, not this guy. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, no, that was a great I like that. That's a good game. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really fun. Again, there's got to be a way we can make money off of this. Probably not. No, there has to be. Now without you work substantial amounts of copyright infringement. So this is true. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. We are using Marvel characters. <laughs> and the yeah, NFLPA would probably have something to say about that too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's like an hour. We should probably end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I'm not saying Jeremy has to go home yet. I'm just saying we probably should stop talking on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, this is a fun episode. This it is was. good. I've, this this is well worth the wait. I, I very much uh, appreciate the opportunity to come in. And any any time you guys, uh, you know, now that my my nerd credits have been uh, established, established, yes. Any uh, any any time you would like to give me a shout out, I would be happy to participate. This has been a lot of fun and. Looking forward to the next time, hopefully. Oh, awesome. yeah. I'd be happy to have you. I can't speak for Bill, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to have you. No pressure, yes. Bill. No pressure. Uh, I think we can comfortably say this was the first but not last time that uh, that you'll be on for sure. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, have a good evening, and thank you much for the opportunity to sit in. All right. Now, uh, yes. So you're very welcome. Uh, now you do have to help us end the podcast the way we always do, Jeremy. Oh, okay. Uh, where we we wave at the screen yep. and tell everybody bye. But now here's the trick. Now peeking behind the curtain, uh, don't hang up when we say bye because we can say goodbye to you after we stop the recording. Yes. So don't hang up. Okay. Don't don't hang up. Okay. okay. So but we say bye and then I'll hit the button and then the people think we stop talking. <laughs> yes. The masses. 
This is confusing, but okay. Yes, yes, I got it. Just wave goodbye and don't hit the end button, okay? All right. Okay. Bye. 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 But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, well, well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. Thank you for listening to the Pillow Talk podcast. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. Find more informations on them at thehardlessons.bandcamp.com. Visit us on the web at Local Flavors. I forgot. <laughs> at Local Flavors Productions.net. Thank you for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk.